What's up, you guys? It's 4 p.m., which means it's 9 p.m., it's 5 a.m., it's 3 p.m., it's 1 p.m., and as always, anytime, everywhere, and we're brought to you two days in a row by fried rice, because I made the pork fried rice today that I think I posted pictures of on all my social media. I actually even did a, wow, look at all my pronunciation today. I even did a Instagram Live while I was making the fried rice talking about it to my friends and showing how I made it to show that I wasn't actually going to a takeout place and getting it there. We made beautiful pork fried rice, which is um num 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 num, and I'm just going to keep eating a bunch of fried rice because it's definitely a smart idea. So that's not the big news of the Today has been an awesome day. I woke up and we hit the ground running. You guys, you know what you're waiting for. I finally had my job interview. And I'm waiting on an official offer letter, but I got the job. Yay! Still not going to say the name of the company yet until I sign, you know, some paperwork. Just just because. Just because we don't want to ruin anything. But I was officially offered a job as a ground instructor for a 121 operation. Meaning the big boys. Meaning scheduled passenger carrying operations. Meaning airlines. So, yeah. Not necessarily. I'm going to make sure that you can't guess the company by saying it. 121 operations includes smaller airlines or subsidiaries. Or, like, there are, there is more than just American, Delta, United, Southwest. Like, I have to include more than just those four. There's a long list of them, including the company that I am employed by. So, that makes it not too easy to guess. I am going to be employed by a 121 operation. So, let you guys take that in. That's the biggest big news of the day. That is... You don't understand how exciting that is for me. First of all, that means it's an eventually a path to a career as a pilot with said company, which is obviously the end goal. It lets me use a certificate that all of my instructors and flight schools have said you'll never use, the ground instructor one. So it kind of lets me give them a ha-ha, I told you so, of me getting it for a good purpose. It's a path to flying for an airline. It's a, definitely a big step up from Wawa. I'm going to be back in my field making money. Uh, going to get to actually travel. There's there's like 5 or 10, 20 reasons why this is a good idea. And I'm trying to figure out how many of them I can actually tell you guys without ruining anything or giving away who I'm working for. Obviously at the airlines, I think travel benefits are pretty universal, so... You know, I can say that without getting that. I'm not going to tell you guys any money figures because, first of all, it's none of your business. But second of all, it's not nailed down yet. I haven't gotten an official offer letter. But it was that was the very, very exciting news of the day. I woke up, put on a suit, my brand new watch that I got for Christmas, went to this interview, and we got it. We got it done. And now, like I said, very good things, only looking up. Also, I made some more fried rice with my brand new wok, which is looking very, very good. The fried rice, not the wok. Uh, made some Wawa Holiday Blend. Chugged a monster. Just a very generic, normal day for me. Talked to a... Uh, <laughs> uh, and we're going to leave that part out of here for now, but... 
I made a new friend. Anyways, uh, I'm gonna also go and hang out with my best friend, who y'all talked to the other day about goals and such. We're gonna go hang out with Preston tonight, maybe. Uh, and we're gonna go and get the last two Christmas presents of mine, because I think they showed up. My mother sent me a video of her throwing one of them on the floor, which made me very not happy, but... We're going to go pick up all of the presents, and it's going to be... Today has just been an astounding day. I had I woke up, I had a list of stuff to do, and so far we're just buzzing through that list. Job interview, check. Fried rice, check. Going to hang out with Preston. Going to get space chicky. We're, uh, we're doing never time to give up right now. We're going to make an Instagram. I keep seeing on Instagram all people, and that 2022 season comes to an end. I'm going to make mine finally, because obviously I was waiting on this big thing here. I wanted to close the year on a positive note. So I gotta make that little piece of Instagram nugget content. Uh, I gotta make some stuff for the Kumas. I gotta laundry, dishes, all that stuff, because I work tomorrow. It's the end of my weekend, if you will. And then I've gotta, you know, tell everybody that needs to know about the job. And yeah, we're just gonna, today has been a very, very productive day. Four years ago, on the other hand, not so much. <laughs> I only have three pictures from Seattle today, four years ago. First one was the postcards that I got. So I told you guys I didn't tell my family that I went to Seattle. My mother was like, where did you go? I turned my phone off. Like I said, I was disconnected, recharging, just enjoying life when I was in Seattle. So I wasn't actually on my phone. And... I was like, well, my family needs to know that I'm not dead, clearly. So I mailed them postcards with, like, the Space Noodle on it, or the Chihuly Gardens, like, all this touristy stuff that I talked about yesterday on postcards. I also got coffee in the U District, not at Starbucks. I got it from a place called Herkimer's, which was quite possibly the best cappuccino that I ever had. It was light, it was airy, just as a cappuccino should be. It was high quality. It was ground right in front of me before they pulled the shots. It was very nice quality, fresh coffee. I was annoying the baristas asking questions about it, the quality and the roasting and the flavors and blah, blah, blah. It's a good time. Very good time. And I remember that I was walking up the road and then the road ended, I guess, and it was like there was construction happening, so I had to turn around and walk the other way. I don't remember what was going on exactly, but that happened too. Uh, I was also looking at espresso machines last night. I was thinking about bringing it back into my life. But now I'm just like, do I really want to go out and spend money? Mm, not really, not yet. So, we're going to hold off on the coffee. We're just going to keep doing the fried rice. Oh my, I'm eating so much of it. That's not a good idea. <sighs> yeah, it's just, it's big brain season. And I keep telling people that and they're just like... You're not even... Captain Professional Big Brains is my new name. And it keeps making people... It's like, well, whatever. I t my dad came over last night to have... I don't remember if I told you guys this, but he was just making a joke about Chicky in the fried rice. And so I had him take a picture of Chicky holding a pocket knife saying, Am protect, am attack, am not snack. And he's laughing... I've made it. I've made the rice two days in a row. Yesterday was shrimp. Today was pork. I 
wore a suit today for the first time in a while. Felt good. I wonder if that's going to end up being the norm again, like it was. So at NSU, uh, my first semester or two, I was I got known as the guy that always wears a suit because I did every day, and I still have a lot of suits because of that. And it was like one of my trademark things. And then I ended up, just like I gave up on my actual degree, I mean, I got the degree, but just like I gave up on actually getting a career in that field, I also gave up on just wearing the suit every day, and we kind of just degraded, if you will, down to my current outfit, which is, you know, t-shirt, white t-shirt, blue jeans, and leather jacket. I'm literally Walmart Tom Cruise, and I've said this before, and I'll say it again. My mother's like, you don't even look like Tom Cruise. Yes, I do, and I fly a plane. So, on my live stream today while I was cooking, I kept getting told how funny I am and blah, blah, blah. And apparently people think it's funny when I spill rice on the floor. So, I was like, that's the reason I have a podcast, because people think I'm funny, and they tell me to do that. So, I want to tell some of the stories I told Walls doing the live stream, because they came up. So, obviously, I talked about how I cook fried rice, because I was doing it live in front of me. And I talked about the job interview and what that meant for the future. And then I started talking about, I had a friend watching the live stream, and he was, I flew with him one time, out of Tampa, and he was all losing his crap because one of the rampers left one of my master switches. They accidentally turned on one of the master switches, which I had turned off, and I know that I turned them off. But I come back, and they're like, oh, you left your master switch on. The battery's dead. And I was like, well, first of all, the master switch wasn't actually what was on. It was my alt, my backup switch. Uh, the, the Cessna Skyhawk that has the Garmin G1000 has two batteries. One of them is the main aircraft battery, like all the Skyhawks have, but then there's an additional smaller battery just to power the electrical, the glass panels for 30 minutes. They left that switch on, and that battery was basically dead. And my friend was losing his crap. He's like, I don't want the plane to crash. And I was like, bro, can you chill out? Like, listen, first of all, plane's not going to crash. If nothing else, if we had absolutely no electricity, we'd fly back VFR, and the magnetos are going to mean the engine is going to keep running regardless. That's why the plane has the two electromagnets. The engine continues to run even in the absence of electrical power. So don't, and they're self-contained units. They, they power themselves through the fact that they spin and they generate an electromagnetic field, which is what turns, which is what provides the electricity to the spark plugs for the engine. Anyways, that whole thing aside, that's if both batteries were dead, which they were not. Like I said, I checked them. And so the battery only has 30 minutes, right? And this is also how I knew I'm not the one that screwed up, because we were gone more than 30 minutes. We were in the terminal, and I was doing some touristy stuff. Had we come back, uh, and the battery was, and there was nothing on, I would have known I screwed up, because we were gone more than 30 minutes. However, we came back, and the panels were still on, which means somebody actuated the switch less than 30 minutes ago, meaning it couldn't have been me. So I absolved myself of the blame for that, using big brain time right there. So one of the rampers accidentally flipped the switch. And again, it's no biggie. And also we knew it wasn't the master switch because not all of the panel stuff was turned on that the master switch actuates. So that's how we knew it was the backup switch. But also that's how we knew it wasn't dead. So he was all just acting all scared and stuff. And I'm like, listen, and I had to explain to him how I'm not going to fly in something that's not safe because that's not smart. That puts my certificate on the line, but more importantly, it puts our safety on the line. I don't want to go out and have an accident. So 
he eventually, under that logic, got in the plane, but he was still not really comfortable. And we start up the plane, and I'm checking the, the load meter and blah, blah, blah. And yeah, the alternate battery was basically dead. It had a plus 14 voltage. Like, it was actively being charged. Now, I want to point out, for those of you that fly small planes versus those of you that fly big planes, you know in the big planes, you can't have a dead battery. You have to be careful about charging a dead battery because bigger batteries have an issue that if you do charge them at full you know, charging capability from zero, they can overheat and explode. Not in a Skyhawk. The battery is too small to do that. Is it a smart idea to have the battery dead and have to charge it? No, because then the uh, then your um, alternator has to work harder, which has the potential for the alternator to break or fail, and then you could end up with an issue because then you will use the batteries, and the batteries will die. But again, VFR or... And, and shutting and load shedding and there's ways to deal with that so it's not smart but it's not dangerous either you know i tested the load the load was dropping as when before we were even before we even had our instrument before we even had our ifr clearance and taxied out the load dropped in half all right so the battery was cooling and slowing its charging that was fine you know, we ended up in the air with a normal indication for the charge and discharge. So we were fine, like I said. And I kept pointing it out to him as we're taxiing, as we're doing the run-up, blah, blah, blah. And I showed him, uh, look, we're fine. Now, I want to tell a part of this story that I, I messed up. And uh, I don't, I no, we're not doing a, a NASA for this, but, you know... I admit when I mess up, and I messed up my departure clearance, and we got uh, an unhappy from the controller at one point. We uh, we got the we got cleared for a departure procedure that had an altitude and a heading assignment. I followed the altitude assignment. I failed to follow the heading assignment, so that made the controller a little bit unhappy with me. Uh, they had to vector me around some people, and I could tell. I was like, oh, man, is he going to give me the phone number? Lesson from this story, you guys, is when your friend is in the car with you in the plane, you tell him to shut up while you're doing your departure briefing because then you won't miss your, your clearances and stuff. And it's like, and it was a simple mistake. It was one of those expectancy biases, you know, flying out of Fort Lauderdale, the the departure procedure is literally just an altitude with vectors for your heading. So I kind of expected that and didn't properly brief the fact that I had a heading assignment and missed that. So I flew the, I flew runway heading and that was an error and I got called out on it. And so it was partially my fault for expectancy bias, but it was also partially his fault for, you know, the stress that he gave me from the battery. Uh, we learned some stuff that day. so. You know, moral of the story, trust your friend when he says the battery's fine, and that's if you're in the right seat. And if you're in the left seat, make sure to read your departure briefings. And now, speaking of departures, I'm going to make one now, and I will catch you guys tomorrow. Have a good one. Bye.